Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. I was quite surprised today when I realized that what was trending on Google, or not Google, but Twitter, was the Doomsday Clock. Like, why is the Doomsday Clock trending on Twitter? And uh, I, I couldn't figure it out. So, um, anyway, I go and find out. Actually, I start looking this up. And uh, it looks like they, uh, the folks who get together, the Doomsday Clock has been set to 90 seconds to midnight, the closest that it, it has ever been uh, to annihilation. And I'm thinking, all right, the group that sets this doomsday clock, who the hell are they? And like, how did they figure out we're 90 seconds to midnight? So I watched the unveiling of this thing, and I thought, wow, um, I didn't know we were about to blow each other up and like die horrible deaths across the world, but hey, maybe, you know, um, Vladimir Putin does still have bombs. China is full of a bunch of rabid commies, and we have inept leadership here in this country, so who knows? But I'm not trying to brag, but, you know, I'm only a Gen Xer, but I've already survived like 50 end-of-the-world events, so I'm pretty, feeling pretty confident that we're going to be okay this time, too. It is absolutely insane, isn't it, to think that some group would think, hey, we're that close to annihilation, that close to the end of the world. But, um, yeah, we've been through pandemics over the last you know, couple of years. We've been through so much stuff for the last five, six years. Uh, so it seems like there's a new threat every Tuesday. <laughs> so, um, hey, it's just another, it's just another Tuesday on planet Earth. I guess we're still waiting on the aliens to come down and maybe solve some problems. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they're too busy doing the uh, anal probes. It's hard to say. But I have been watching some news, which was probably the first mistake I made today. But, uh, you know, it's hard to watch the news these days. Uh, seriously, I, I don't even really bother watching it because TV is more like background noise mostly. But, you know, if you have the news on, you can certainly smell it. And I'm not talking about anything burning in my house, like dinner. <laughs> but the smell is like the constant garbage and crap that spews from the mouths of these commentators and politicians in Washington that these TV shows invite on to talk about their big government propaganda. You know, it's they're trying to sell you on something. 
every time a politician gets on TV. It's trying to sell you on why they're right or someone else is an idiot or, you know, some side is evil, this, that, and the other. I swear they're all grifters. Every freaking single one of them. You could watch a politician or a political pundit talk on TV, or you can just go to the zoo and watch the monkeys. You'll see the same thing. Animals just flinging poo around everywhere, and you just have to do your best just to try not to get any of it on you. Like, that's irony, folks. Totally is. Um, especially if you watched uh, anything over the last month from the election of the new Speaker of the House and how freaking long that took. All the way up to here recently when, um, well, not only they raid Mar-a-Lago back in the summer over classified documents that the president said he'd be classified, and he was negotiating to give back to the archives. They had to raid his house anyway, Trump's. But now Biden, they just found a sixth batch of top-secret classified documents in an unsecured location in one of his homes. I'm waiting on them to actually go to Del University of Delaware because he has a center there, too. I wonder how many they're going to find there that's just open for anybody to go in and look at. But anyway, uh, and, and Mike Pence, they found some in Mike Pence's home today. How about that? Former vice president. They're not even cleared to take that shit out of the, out of the classified rooms. But anyway, they found more documents in one of Joe Biden's many homes. And, of course, if you remember after the Mar-a-Lago raid many months ago, he berated Trump, called him reckless, ignorant, whatever. And now we find out that Biden is at least six times as stupid and reckless. You can't make this stuff up. This guy and his crackhead son have probably left some pretty juicy stuff laying around for the Chinese Communist Party to find. I mean, don't they allegedly get a lot of money from the Chinese anyway? Now, I guess maybe the commies got what they paid for. So now the Democrats and their war machine, which is more or less to me like the mainstream media, they're all out with their knives out after the Biden family. I mean, you can watch MSNBC in the morning on Joe Scarborough's show. Or it's called Morning Joe. And then Miko Brzezinski or whatever her name is. Um, anyway, they're out like just all over Biden and the family now. It's almost all of a sudden like mainstream media got who knows an order from somewhere to turn on the turn on the the guy that they've been coddling and, and protecting for so long anyway. But they wanted Trump out and a Democrat in, and I guess this is what we get. And um, so anyway, it's like you watch DC and it's like the levers of power is like an onion with so many layers, and it just leaves the rest of us like in the middle, you know, the, the the you know the politically centrist. Um, to foot the bill for this bullshit. And like, we're left crying with eyes burning, <laughs> like we're peeling an onion, and this foul odor that these people leave behind. And now that they're out to hang this guy and his son, which I think is the Antichrist, they're most likely frothing at the mouth for Harris to step in and be the first female president. But the only problem is that no one elected her for anything. Even in the primaries when she was running for the nomination for president, not only did she drag Joe Biden through the mud and call him a racist, and then he ended up giving her the VP nod, oddly enough, but she got less than 4% of the vote from her own party during the primaries. Even they don't like her. She's woefully unqualified. And 
after America catches a full whiff of this cackling laughter, where she laughs at absolutely nothing and at inappropriate times, they're going to wish that they had the old senile guy back. Now, eventually, they'll probably just wish they had Trump back, but, you know, I guess mean tweets don't compare to this clown show. Um, I'd say it's a no-brainer, but that would kind of be a little ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> but uh, you can't make this stuff up, man. But I think one of the things that all these politicians, whether you love them or hate them or whatever, one thing they don't get, and they're never going to get, power doesn't last long. That's one thing these power-hungry, corrupted narcissists just don't get. Even Churchill was fired twice after, you know, before even five years or so, you know, um, that raging pervert Caligula, he was only around for four years. Him and Hunter Biden probably would have got along well, but even the Romans could only take so much drunken binges and so many of those orgies. But then I started to think, eh, then again, Bill Clinton was around for eight years with his cigar. <laughs> his doddle, you know, just diddling his cigar with interns and his wife hasn't shut up ever since. And Obama and his mannish wife, they were there for eight years. and They got a Netflix show. And so people still won't shut up about he, she, him, her, whatever. Life is stranger than fiction, folks. So maybe we're living in a really, really bad version of Lord of the Flies. I remember that quote from the movie and from the book. Maybe there is a beast. Maybe it's only us. Piggy was right, folks. If you haven't read Lord of the Flies, go pick it up. It's by William Golding. It'll change the way you look at politics and power anywhere, anytime. I double dog dare you to go check it out. So, you know, it's kind of crazy where the news is gone. You know, another thing I've noticed trending, I'm just rambling today because I haven't done a podcast in a while, but another thing that I noticed trending on Twitter um, was uh, there's a, there's looks like there's a conspiracy theory about this football player, Damar Hamlin. Now, I think probably everyone was watching or at least shocked the next morning when they saw the highlights. Week 17, my beloved Cincinnati Bengals playing in Cincinnati against the Buffalo Bills. And on a routine play, you know, uh, one of the safeties for the Bills, DeMar Hamlin, goes for a tackle, pops right up like it's, you know, nothing new, collapses. Just collapses. Had a heart attack, massive heart attack. Apparently the guy died on the field and they revived him. And then they had to revive him again at the hospital. So apparently the guy's on oxygen still. He was in ICU and uh, critical condition and but apparently he's doing better, and that's good. But here's the conspiracy theory going around Twitter right now, and I find this interesting. Everybody said, hey, DeMar Hamlin's at the game. Did you see him at the game? And there was a guy on, on uh, Twitter, I forgot his handle, but he was showing video, all the video available of DeMar Hamlin at the Buffalo Bills Stadium this Sunday. If the guy, he asked the question, if the guy's on oxygen, why is he wearing a face mask? Why did they bring him right up to the locker room with all kinds of people around him so he could get out of this, this uh, golf cart with a face mask on and go into the locker room? No one, no one saw his face. 
the one picture that they had a still picture of him up in the uh i guess up in the owner's box or whatever one of these you know private luxury boxes he was sort of sort of staying to the side again face mask on you could not see his face and then during the game the live game they showed um the box it's like hey there's Demar hamlin up there watching the game it's so blurry you couldn't see him so much snow there was no way you could even determine it was just like a shadowy figure standing in there of all the uh all the attention the guy's got why did he not at least like stop at a camera and say hey thanks everybody for those donations to the charity i have or um you know other than the tweets why not why not a picture of him like in the hospital smiling or or a picture like a, a like a new photo with his you know a, an up-to-date photo with his family or something while he's recovering but there's been nothing so there's some conspiracy theories like where's Demar Hamlin? That wasn't Demar Hamlin. Was it Demar Hamlin? Who knows? Now the guy was probably at the game. <laughs> probably it's probably a much to do about nothing. But um, but it is interesting that the guy, you know, his family was seen walking in. His mother and I think his brother uh, were seen walking in uh, to the stadium. And uh, of course the cameras picked him up. They're like, ah, I don't know if they're camera shy or whatever, but they look a little nervous. And then. But yet he doesn't get his, you know, anybody see him really walking in full stride, all that. Anyway, um, the doomsday, the doomsday clock. What a joke. What a joke. Um, I don't know. What do you folks think? Are we, are we being drug into a war in Ukraine? I want to know. Here's my question. When it comes to all these um, classified documents that the Bidens have, I mean, the guy had one in a garage anybody could go in and out of. And apparently, according to news sources, I haven't verified this, but I've heard this on the news, that the amount of money that they paid rent on that home or mortgage on that home is like 49000 a month on that property. And that would match the amount of money that Hunter Biden was getting from a Chinese source. So could anybody come and go in that home? Apparently, Hunter Biden lived there. Could anybody come and go out of that home and go into the garage and look through classified documents? Were those classified documents, did they have anything to do with our military preparedness, our plans in, um, you know, for defending Taiwan or anything that's going to be relevant or useful to the Communist Party? Did they get what they paid for? Are they compromised? I think these are great questions. Is Ukraine just one big uh, money laundering scam? I'd like to know. Um, we know the Russians are insane. Well, not the Russians, but the guy that leads the country. A uh, bit of an evil prick. Uh, one of the most corrupted countries on the planet. Like one and two are Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> and government corruption and, and, and you know manipulation. So why do we keep sending money over there? When it's not our fight, they've been fighting for hundreds of years over that over that area anyway. A lot of questions I'd love to have answered about these classified documents. Like, I don't need to know exactly what was in them, but what were they pertaining to? Have they compromised national security? Did they do it on purpose? Because if they're on the take from, from, from any organization in Chinese that may be backed by the Communist Party over there, uh, we have a real problem on our hands, don't we? Yeah. And what the heck? Like, if you're vice president to take those, or a senator to even take classified documents off property there, 
you, you're not allowed to. The only person that can do that is the president. And the only way they can take it to their place is if they declass it. Or they have an area they call a skiff, apparently, where you can uh, leave those documents in there when they're secured. Pence didn't have one. How did he get documents out of there? Even that criminal McConnell, <laughs> um, that worthless turtle, <laughs> he, he was... He even said that uh, he had no idea how anybody was even able to take documents out of a skiff and get them out of D.C. Like he, he, He's like, how is that even possible? But yet, I guess anything is possible in the world of Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living an episode of The Lord of the Flies. Check it out. William Golden, great book. Um, I'll be back probably a little later on, uh, another day or two. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some new writing projects I'm working on, and some. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, information that came out in a on the unidentified aerial phenomena. Really, some really interesting stuff uh, that have been dropped and declassified, so that people can kind of review those documents. Uh, if you're in a hurry to check them out, go to the Black Vault. Uh, go to theblackvault.com. You'll find everything over there. A lot of interesting stuff, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the freaking Gonzo Chronicles. If there's any topics or guests that you want to recommend for the show, touch base with me. Cyrus.Alderwood at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't forget to follow my Substack. Uh, it's uh, Substack. Let's see. Yeah, what the hell is the Substack? Uh, let me see if I can find um, my email, uh, the uh, link to. Let's see. It is going to be cyrusalderwood.substack.com. Make sure you subscribe. It's free over there. I also have a YouTube channel. I'll be doing some more video over there. So uh, cyrusalderwood.substack.com. Subscribe. It's free. Share it with friends. I would love to get 100 subscribers pretty quick. I have a whole whopping 13, and I appreciate the hell out of those 13. Uh, and uh, make sure you uh, check me out on YouTube. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by, and uh, I'll see you on down the road.